0: To all the storytellers, comfort seekers, and midnight coffee drinkers, welcome home. My name is Jay, and I'm the owner of the J Spot, a little small baby bakery that I run out of my kitchen right here in Richmond, Virginia. And this is my podcast, Dope, where I will walk you through tips, tricks, recipes, and real life conversations about baking, relationships pop culture, and just a little more Beyonce than you would ever care to hear about. Welcome back. Welcome home. Welcome back home. It's been almost two months, three months, a lot of weeks. It's been a lot of weeks since I last talked to you guys, since I last shared baking with you guys, since I last caught up with you guys. It's been a long time coming. I've really missed you all. I really have. I've missed coming to these giant windows I have every week and sharing stories with you guys and baking tips and talking about life with you guys. It was very therapeutic for me and in a sense, I miss it. I miss having my weekly mini therapy sessions with you guys. How are you all doing? What are you up to in your corner of the world? Like I said, it's been so long since I've talked to you guys that I just, I don't even know what you guys are up to anymore. Last time I connected with you guys, a lot of you were trying out the recipes that I gave you guys and I really love it, okay? I've seen some of you guys making the biscuits. I've seen some of you guys making the bourbon toffee cookies, the iced oatmeal cookies. I saw a lot of you raving about the last episode, which was mango cheesecake. Um, So I hope you guys try that recipe out soon as well. As for me, I don't know, y'all. Like, well, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. The last time I talked to you guys was around april i believe like mid-april and a lot has happened since then (laughs) in the two plus months that i've seen you guys i wish i had a list of all the things that were keeping me from this podcast and from sharing stories and recipes and i wish that it was because i was off adventuring or off doing some amazing spectacular life-changing thing but i wasn't i wasn't um initially I took time off the podcast to help care for my grandma, who was in town for two weeks. Um, But after that, it was just, I got really insecure and doubtful and self-conscious about not just this podcast, which is a different story in and of itself, but of myself and where I was in life and all the things that were going on or not going on in my life, I just felt like I had to step back. And the longer that I stayed away, the easier it became to stay away, if that makes sense. But this is my attempt at getting back to myself, at coming home to myself. If we're being honest, I haven't felt like myself in a while. I haven't felt normal, in a while. And I know that's typical because we're still in a pandemic, technically, actually very much still in a pandemic. But also when you're entering new phases in your life, things feel different. And I've mentioned on past episodes that it's okay to not want to be who you were yesterday, right? It's okay to transform and to find something new about yourself and to want to be different and to strive to be different every day, do different things, be a different person, right? Be a better person and give yourself grace to do so. I'm in this kind of season of my life where I just don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. And it's a, it feels a little different because I never usually know what I'm doing. And I've been giving myself grace to be a different person, to be a changing person, an ever evolving person. But I just haven't felt at home with myself part of me feels foreign to myself and i just i can't put it in better terms i wish i could explain it better but that's just how i've been feeling i haven't been feeling like myself or at home with myself so uh, long story short this is my attempt at changing that this is my attempt at catching up with you guys because i really missed you um, and I miss talking with you and sharing these stories with you. And in the brief moment that I was with you guys, it became a piece of me. This podcast became a piece of me. And when I stopped for various reasons, I I felt like there was something missing. I was um, getting ready to record today. And I was like searching all over my room for my equipment because apparently I put it away because I just I couldn't deal I was searching for the microphone, which was like in a separate place than the cords were, which was in a different place from where the headphones are, which was in a different place from like where the connecting pieces are. I don't know. So everything has just been scattered in my room. Speaking of my room, on the last episode I talked about a room update. I moved the bench, for those of you that were so concerned. Um, I moved the bench back to the other side of the room and I got a plant. <laughs> But that's about it. I got this. So I got two, three plants, technically, two of them are the same plant. But I got two calatheas. If you know calatheas, then you know that they will fall out at a drop of a hat. They're prayer plants. So they open and close throughout the day. Um, When I got the plant, I got the plant from this black-owned plant shop in Richmond um, called Cole's Plant. And my friend works there. And I told her that I wanted to get this plant. It was so beautiful, it was so pretty. And she told me she was like, Okay, girl, like you can get the plant, but just know that it's just as dramatic as you are. And I was like, No, I've got this walk in the park. Okay, no, the thing died on me like twice. But what I love about these specific plants is that they are very forgiving. You just cut back the leaves, give it water, give it sunlight, and she's gonna come back. Like she's gonna be fine. She just needs she needs what I call a moment, okay? Throughout quarantine in the past few weeks since I've talked to you guys, throughout my little funk slash depressive episode, she was having a moment, okay? I was having a moment, just as my plans were having several moments. But she's got new leaves sprouting up almost like weekly, so there's hope for her yet and there's hope for the rest of us. <laughs> I got um, an elephant ear plant, which is like this big giant thing, and I've been battling the pests with that plant. Like, I know that houseplants get, like, pests, okay? Like, that's not, I get it. But as for me in my house, no thank you, okay? So when I first brought it home, um, it had, like, a little centipede from, like, the farm it was grown in. So I had to repot it and, like, clean its leaves and clean its everything because I, I can't. Like, imagine just waking up in the middle of the night And like, there's like a centipede on your forehead and you don't even know it. Or like you wake up and it's like sitting on your chest, just staring at you. I couldn't fathom, I could not imagine. So yes, I did the dramatic thing of taking it out of its pot, dumping all the old dirt away, rinsing it, cleaning it, cleaning the roots, making sure there's no like eggs uh, on the roots. Sorry, I can't, (laughs) I'm like not a bug person. I'm sure there are, like, entomologists out there that, like, love bugs. There's people out there that, like, really I'm not, like, a critter person. Like, let a frog jump anywhere within eight feet of me and I'm passing out. Like, I... My dad was telling me the story about how he came home recently and um, he was, like, wearing these, like, long pants outside doing yard work because, you know, like, in Virginia we have, like, ticks and stuff. And he felt something cold crawling up his pant leg and he hit it and a frog fell. I, I would have gone home to glory. I would have gone, I would have died. I would have died right there. Like not even being dramatic, my heart would have stopped. I would have ceased existing if a (sighs) frog, I can't even imagine. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Oh my gosh. Like just the thought makes my skin crawl. Hold on. I can't anyways I've been dealing with the pests, and I'm trying not to give up on the plants because that's not they've been teaching me a lot of life lessons about not giving up and all that good stuff maybe I'll start a plant podcast and we'll talk about that later but long story short that's what's happening in my corner of the world that's what's been happening in my life A whole lot of just sitting and staring and waiting and praying and crying. Yeah. (laughs) But it's okay, though, because it's a new day. The sun is shining. We're going to get downstairs after this podcast and bake some macarons. And then we're going to go read a book and we're going to go to the park and life is going to be okay. Everything's okay. Everything's fine. So on the last episode of this podcast, we talked about knowing when it's time to let relationships go, right? We've talked about what it means to let a friendship go. We've talked about what it means to move past a friendship when you've outgrown each other, your spaces are different, all that good stuff. But last time on a few weeks ago's episode, we talked about knowing when it's time to let a relationship go. And what that looks like and what that feels like. You both want different things in this relationship. You've evolved into different people throughout this relationship. And that's okay. But like, let's acknowledge that, right? Because if I'm trying to get to point A and you're trying to get to point B and those points are nowhere near each other, what can we do at that point? You know, we can either work to compromise things or we can work to resolve things and dissolve things. It's really interesting because since that episode, I've talked to a lot of people about their relationships and how they know it's time to let things go or to look at things differently. Like maybe this isn't actually what I wanted. Maybe I wanted something different out of this relationship. Like I know I originally agreed to X, Y, and Z, but now I'm reconsidering and that's fine. But be open about that, right? Like, Like, if someone really wants commitment and I don't, where do we see this thing going? Because it can only go one of a few ways. And if you're okay with just, you know, sitting here and kicking it, that's fine. But just be open about that and be honest with it. I gave you guys a great recipe on mango cheesecake. I really hope you guys try it because I really love that mango cheesecake. Usually when I make things for just, like, content purposes, whether it's for the podcast or... Or for like aesthetics because I like the way that things look. Um, I usually either like sell it or give it away. I give it away to friends, family, people that want them. Um, however, that mango cheesecake—I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not even gonna hold you. I tore it up. I did. I did. I left no prisoners. Like I demolished. It was so good. Um, so if you guys get a chance it's very simple it's just a lot of steps but the main thing to remember is that all your ingredients need to be room temperature that's the main thing aside from that don't over mix it just enough until it's blended that's it aside from that it's pretty much foolproof okay so if you get the chance to try it out let me know show me the pictures I love seeing the pictures of all the things that you guys post what else did we discuss oh yes okay So at the end of the podcast, I talked about how you can't be everything to everybody. And that's something I'm still learning to this day. And not with myself, but like with other people, right? Like this person cannot be every single thing to me, right? They can't be all the things I need them slash want them to be. That's not fair. I can't put that on somebody else to be themselves and all the above for me. People have their own autonomy. Like you are your own person outside of what people believe you are, outside of your family, outside of your friends, outside of your hobbies and your career. You are your own person. You are your own person with your own unique life experiences, your own trauma, your own baggage, your own joys and happinesses and challenges. And that's not fair for me to say, hey, I want you to be who you are but also be all these extra things for me, right? There are different versions of you living inside of everybody that you meet. That's just the reality of it, right? You cannot expect the, you know the friends that you go to for a good time, right? Like they're, they're such a great time. You guys have fun together. Tequila shots are always a thing. You just have fun together, right? Like you experience life so well together and then you have those friends that are like the best advice givers you will ever have right like they really ground you and help you to learn and grow and develop more about yourself and to learn more about yourself and like that check your ego That say hey girl that was wrong and here's why or maybe you should do it differently or maybe you know what you did talk to her in a wild way like maybe dial it back or you have those friends that are, you know, like super great connecting you to other people, right? Like their networking skills out of this world, okay? Like somehow, some way, they can connect you to Beyonce and then get you a NASA internship and then connect you to the head of the Golden State Warriors all in the same day, okay? Like they are very great with connections and networking. It is okay. And it is normal if that's not all the same person. The friend that you can feel alive with or like you feel most alive with might not be the same friend that you get advice from, which might not be the same friend that you seek out for networking opportunities. And I'm not saying that you should use people because that's weird. But like, you know your friendships and you know the roles within your friendships and you know, if you're friends, how each friend responds to different things. Like, it's okay if your person doesn't have every single quality that you need in a friendship circle right they're just one person they can't do it all they still have to be themselves and be true to themselves so it's not fair of you or anybody or even myself to project my needs onto them especially if that's not who they are right like I can't make them out to be something that they're not and I shouldn't want to So earlier in this podcast, circa like 10, 15, 20 minutes ago, I discussed how I haven't felt at home with myself for the past few weeks or longer, if we're being honest. And I talked to some friends about it and how I just feel different, like inexplicably different. I'm sure I've shared on a podcast episode previously how literature and writing was the very first love of my life, and baking was the second. So really, I'm just a storyteller at heart. Words are second nature to me. I have pretty much an impulse to talk. But lately, that's not really how I've been feeling. I haven't been feeling like myself. Earlier in this episode, I said that this was my attempt at coming back home to myself, When I was writing the recipe and going off of what I felt and how I felt in the moment and how I felt the need to come back home to myself, I was reminded of how hard and how seemingly easy it is to shape a narrative. What is the story that you want to tell about your life, about your hardships, about the things you're facing, the things you have faced, it's important to be open and honest, but you alone control that narrative. I've been wrestling very heavy with the fact that my life is dependent upon me, right? The choices that I make every day or the choices that I don't make every day affect my future. Like My life is literally up to me to navigate, to choose, to decide for myself. And that, I'm not going to lie, gave me some anxiety. Like I don't like being told what to do. But I also don't like the fact that if something goes south, it was, like, up to me. That's the part. Like, I want to be able to choose for myself, absolutely. But I don't want the responsibility if things go south. You know what I mean? But that's just a part of life. Like, that's just something that I myself have to navigate and I myself have to get through. But that alone, that thought alone helps me to frame my story. Everyone around you has a life just as intricate and complicated and complex as you do. We all have different stories living inside of us. We all have different chapters and different phases and different parts of ourselves that make up these stories. What is the story that you want to tell? How do you want to be known in this season of your life? Like, I'm not even talking about like, oh, when you... Like, what's the legacy you want to leave when you leave this? We'll get into that a different day. But in this season of your life right now, what is the story that you want to tell? Like, let's take things step by step, day by day. What is the story that you want to tell? How do you want to be known in this season? I myself had to, like, shake myself out of this very, very long and trying and difficult funk to reshape my narrative. And one of the things that really encouraged me to try again was I I thought about it. Like, how do I wanna be known in this season? What kind of story could lead me to a better one, right? Like, what are the things that I can do right now to lead me to a better story? I didn't wanna be known as the girl with just potential. Like, oh, Jay, she's got all this potential, right? Like, and that's it. Like, that's where the story ends. Like, what good is potential if you can't harness it, if you can't cultivate it, if you can't turn it into something tangible? Like, what do you mean I have to turn my potential into something realistic and tangible? Like, that thought was foreign to me. Like, I can just be here with potential, but I don't want to be that anymore. I didn't want to just be the person with potential or with dreams still on the inside of me, just waiting to be tapped into, just waiting to be acknowledged and recognized. I didn't want my life story or the story of the season to be spent waiting for something better, right? That's not how life works. I just... I don't know if you guys have seen the movie The Incredibles, but, like, I used to love it when I was a kid. And there's this one scene where Mr. Incredible, like, picks up the car and there's that little boy in the driveway that's just, like, too nosy for his own good. And Mr. Incredible's like, what are you doing here? Like, why are you on my lawn? And the little boy says, I don't know, waiting for something awesome, I guess. Like, that's how I feel I've been. Like, I've been waiting for something awesome to happen While sitting here staring at these giant windows for weeks on end. Or laying in bed for days at a time just waiting for something awesome to happen. Waiting for something to take me out of the mundane. But that's not how it works. In order to reshape my own narrative, I have to be both the protagonist and the storyteller simultaneously. Like I have to be about action while shaping the narrative while retelling my story, while reclaiming my story. I have to put in work. I have to put in action. I have to do something. Like, girl, get up. You have a story to write. You have a life to live. And I feel like throughout much of my life, stories, despite the season that I'm in or the book that I'm in or the chapter that I'm in, I've let other people control that narrative for me, right? I've like listened too much to what they've had to say. I've focused all my energy on how they feel about what I'm doing instead of how I feel about what I'm doing. What are you going to do today to reshape your narrative? Like, What are you going to do this week to help you reclaim part of yourself and to help you shift your focus and shift your potential and make your potential something tangible your future is dependent upon you your life is dependent upon the choices that you make or that you don't make and yeah it's stressful but it's also beautiful at the same time because you have the opportunity to write your own story and to make it great what are you going to do today tomorrow this week this month it's the start of a new month how are you going to make it yours How are you going to make it beautiful? This is your chance to write your story and to make it beautiful. Okay, my friends. All right. Okay. All right. I don't know if anybody else has this problem where they either write recipes and then lose them or don't write them and then forget them until you have to do it again. I don't know. I'm the kind of person where like, if I'm in the kitchen and I don't remember it, like I haven't written it down, I can do it by memory, right? But usually anytime I write a recipe down, I lose it. I don't know. I I don't understand it. Like maybe I just have to film myself doing them because the way that I've written this banana nut bread recipe and then lost it and then did it again and then lost it. The same, you know what, now that I think about it, this is a common problem. It's a common problem because I have a red velvet cake recipe that I made and wrote down, my mistake, that I have not seen in months. Also, it doesn't help that it's on a tiny piece of card. Why am I so chaotic? I'm gonna get it together one day, just not today. Um, (laughs) All that to say, I found the banana nut bread recipe. God is gracious. All right, let's get into this recipe before we lose our minds. Um, So what you're going to need, typical stuff, you're going to need either a stand mixer or a hand mixer with like the beater attachments. Um, a loaf pan, a mixing bowl, your uh, spatula, your spoons, your measuring spoons, your measuring cups, all that good stuff, um, and baking spray or butter to grease the pan with. So for this recipe, you're going to need one and one-fourth cups of sugar, two cups of all-purpose flour, three-fourths teaspoons of baking soda, baking soda, not baking powder, three fourths teaspoons of nutmeg, one fourth teaspoon of cinnamon, a teaspoon of salt, a teaspoon of baking powder, three eggs, three to four overly ripe bananas, so like almost black, two tablespoons of sour cream, 14 tablespoons of melted butter, a teaspoon of vanilla extract, and three-fourths cups of walnuts. That's optional, that's just if you want it, but it does taste really good with the walnuts. So what you're going to do is you're going to preheat your oven to 335. Then in a large mixing bowl, you're going to mash your three to four overly ripe bananas. Then in a separate bowl, you're going to add together your dry ingredients like your flour, your sugar, baking soda, baking powder, salt, nutmeg, and cinnamon. You're going to mix those together until just combined. Then you're going to add your dry ingredients. So your flour, your sugar, your spices, salt, all that good stuff into your bowl of mashed bananas. You're going to blend that until it's just combined. And then next you're going to add in your eggs, your sour cream and vanilla extract. And you're going to blend that as well using your beater attachments. So next, you're going to turn your hand mixer at a low speed, so like preferably one or two, and you're going to slowly pour in your melted butter. Your batter should look kind of soupy. That's normal. That's perfectly fine. It's just the butter consistency. You didn't mess it up, I promise. After that, you're going to stir in your walnuts. Keep in mind that the walnuts are optional. You don't have to do it. You can add more or less walnuts if you want to. You can add chocolate chips if you want to it's really up to you so after that you're going to grease your loaf pan with either the cooking spray or the butter again totally up to you I use cooking spray because I'm lazy but you can use butter that's perfectly fine just make sure you get like all the corners all the cracks all the crevices so that your loaf doesn't stick next you're going to pour the mixture into the loaf pan and bake for about an hour hour and 15 minutes So because of the sugar content in this recipe, it's going to caramelize the crust, which is exactly what you want, okay? So if it's darker than you expect, don't worry, it's not burnt, okay? It's just caramelized. There's a difference. The edges do get a little bit darker. So if you want to get some aluminum foil to tint it, that's perfectly fine. It's up to you. I didn't tint mine. I just tore it up because (laughs) the kid was hungry. All right, so you're going to set it out. Once it's done, you're going to pull it out, let it cool naturally and gradually in the loaf pan, and then you're just going to turn it over, and then it's good to cut and go, okay? You can freeze it. You can eat it right then and there. I'm not judging you because the way that I devoured mine was (laughs) ungodly, okay? So I'm not judging you. This banana nut bread is super simple, super easy, and like not to say it's foolproof, but like it's kind of foolproof. I love this banana nut bread recipe. In fact, you know what? I love it so much. I had a friend text me and she was like, "Hey, do you know how to make banana nut bread? I'm really craving some." And I was like, "I like I know that my mom has made it when I was a kid. I as an adult haven't. I made banana muffins, banana nut muffins, banana chocolate chip muffins." But, like, never, like, full-fledged banana nut bread. So I took it as a challenge to make this recipe as delicious as possible. I was in my kitchen making banana nut bread for hours. Okay? Just, like, different loaves of different sizes, different ratios, different purport. And that's what I do. I just, I sit there and I bake for hours. Like, normal people just, I don't know, watch TV or... I don't know go day drinking actually i'll do all the above okay i will watch tv while day drinking while making banana nut bread but that's a story for a different day i took it upon myself to make a recipe that i would want to pass down to my kids and my grandkids and to neighbors and to friends which are you guys um not to be that person okay but when it's done you can either Let it cool all the way through or let it cool until it's still warm. I prefer that one because here's the thing, okay? I'm a Southern woman, so I love butter pecan ice cream. If you put a scoop of butter pecan ice cream on this banana nut bread, I'm telling you, it'll send you to a different realm. That's all I'm going to say, okay? She's giving what she's supposed to give, okay? She's giving love and joy and peace and comfort Like, I feel like I'm in my grandmama's kitchen when I make this banana nut bread. I don't even know if my grandma's ever made banana nut bread. I don't. But you know what? I feel like I'm in somebody's grandma's kitchen. It might not be my own. Maybe her name is Mabel. I'm in Mabel's kitchen, okay? And Mabel and I are having a heart-to-heart over this banana bread. That's That's how it makes me feel. It makes me feel like I'm coming back home to myself. It makes me feel like I'm coming back home to like my grandma's kitchen, but it's not my grandma. It's somebody else's grandma, but still home nonetheless. So usually I jump to the question and answer portion of this podcast. But it's been so long that I don't even know if we have any questions. I don't. I haven't checked. I know. I know. We're going to stop loafing around and we're going to get it together. We're going to get it together um, because we need to. It's half past time to where I should have gotten it together. Um, so in lieu of questions we are going to go to our closing segment, okay? Usually at the end of the episode, I like to discuss something that I wish I had known going forward or something I'm learning now or something I'm still discovering about myself, about the world that we live in. And after having a discussion on coming back home to myself and reshaping the narrative that I want and reclaiming my story and retelling that story and telling that story fully and openly. And honestly, I've listened to so many different people who have instilled so much doubt in me. Like maybe I can't run this business. Maybe I can't do this podcast. Maybe I can't do this and maybe I shouldn't, right? Like what's the point in trying if it's not going to do anything? Like what's the point in even trying to make this or trying to see it through or trying to do anything at all right but then the thought dawned on me and it's going to be the thought that gets me through the day and that thought was why not you why not why can't I be the person that not just retells her story but is true to that story right like not just telling my story but achieving every single thing in my story why can't i be the hero in my own story that goes off on these amazing adventures and conquers the day and seizes all these opportunities why can't i why can't i be successful why can't i be the voice for a generation why can't i change the world that we see today like why not me I feel like in order to stop loafing around, you've got to know that there's more to you, that there's more for you, and that this life is not limited. Your capacity to create, to, to change, to live is not limited. Why can't you be everything that you set out to be? Why can't you be the person that you strive to be? Why can't you do the things that you want to do? Are you stopping you from yourself? Because I was. I still am. I feel as though in order to stop loafing around and to really be the best version of ourselves and to reach our fullest potential, we've got to reclaim our narrative and tell the story that we need to tell and to realize that the greatness in ourselves is already there. Why can't you be the change you wish to see in the world? If not you, then who? Who? Dope was written and produced by me, Jay. Music was produced by my friend, Diego Lainez. You can find him on Instagram at Diego Grit. That's D I E G O G R I T. For more information, head on over to jspot.com. That's J A I S P O T.com. And follow us on Instagram at The underscore Jspot. That's T H E underscore J A I S P O T. Goat premieres every Friday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and anywhere else you get your podcasts.